Welcome to the House School Podcast. My name is Shane Allen from Keller Williams and the Anthony Butera team. I am joined, as always, by my good friend and yours, Justin Kiesel from All County Home Inspections. Justin, how the heck are you? Doing well. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about something that Justin is uh, has a doctorate in. Well, no, but I am very well versed in it. He is... The doctor of mold is what we call him. Um, he knows everything there is to know about the mold. And I, uh, I'll, I'll put my stamp on that. Try me. It's a money-back guarantee on this podcast. It's free. Mold, Justin, and I want to know if you agree with this. It's being called the asbestos of our generation. How do you feel about that? Ooh. Uh, okay. 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 Was it just not a bigger issue back in the day, or did they just not really know so much about it so uh yes and no so it it wasn't as big of an issue back in the day because houses were not as tight um Mm. and and we didn't building materials have changed as well okay so there has been a lot that's changed over the years um that is making our homes more conducive to mold growth Gotcha. So, like, I'll give you an example. So, like, the one thing that kind of, like, plagues the all the mold people, like, the, the overlying question is, like, why doesn't old wood, like, older materials get mold as as easily or as much as, like, new materials do? And there isn't really a good reason for it. Hmm. Some say because uh, the wood that was used was, like, older growth wood. It had longer... Um, you know, uh, the, the trees that were cut down had, had like longer growth cycles. Whereas nowadays we have, we, we cut trees down at a much quicker rate. So they, we, we have like tree farms and they're much tighter grained. Okay. And then the type of wood is a faster growing wood. It's like a different type of pine that, that we use now. Huh. Whereas like definitely the older homes are going to be like hardwoods. And, um, they also will equate it to like the method that the, that the, wood was milled so there's like there's a whole argument and a whole discussion as to why old homes don't get mold as much but to me i think it's just they're draftier you know they they lose more heat they have air that flows through them a little bit more so or, or a lot of bit more and um therefore it carries moisture out of the house and and therefore you don't get mold gotcha so, yeah, we're going to be talking about mold this year podcast, and uh, Justin's going to be kind of leading this because, like we said, he's the doctor of mold, um, and don't let him tell you any different. Telltale signs of mold infestation, Justin. Sure. Tell me if I'm wrong. Earthy or musty odor, mm-hmm. sunken areas, baseboards or trim, staining, swelling, crumbling of plaster or sheetrock. Yeah, the staining is usually the first. The staining and the smell is, I usually get called and somebody's like, it smells. It smells bad. Is there mold? Come look around. Well, I don't see anything, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of times. But the staining is is the first indication for, like, uh, where I would say, we're going to get a contractor in there. We're going to get this cleaned up for you. That sort of thing. So if it gets to the point where, because mold is an organism and it is going to be destructive uh, over time, if you get to the point where the floor is sagging, it's been like that. For a really long time, mm-hmm. it takes a long time for for mold to be like 
um, I would say destructive to, to the point where you're going to notice it, Sure. you know, okay. or it's been really, really wet for a long time. And then you have other issues on top of that. Gotcha. So you're mostly looking out for standing swelling. Correct. Yeah. Any other signs of mold? The smell, the smell is one, okay. um, but a lot, but sometimes you'll smell it and you won't see it. And, and just to kind of put it in the lens, so to take a step back as far as like my position, yeah. I'm licensed in New York State to be a mold assessor. So in New York State, they, the, the state broke down the licensing between who can, who can do inspections for mold and, and say that it is mold and say, you know, this is how you're going to get rid of it. And then, you know, we generate a report after that. That's a separate entity as far as the people that remove the mold. Mm-hmm. So I do the assessment so I can come into a building and I can look at something and say, that is mold. This is enough for me to say you need a pro to get in here and get rid of it. And this is where the water is and this is how it should be done. And then that report gets handed off to the remediation company that actually does the work. Gotcha. Okay. And then we come back and do a clearance afterwards to make sure that the work was done correctly. So there's there's checks and balances that are put into place as far as... Um, the consumer goes, the mm-hmm. person that has the mold issue. So that's that's my position. I'm a I'm a mold assessor, a mold doctor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you so if you are that's like you know if you're walking through a home as a potential home buyer, right? Yep. If you are already a homeowner, you could be experiencing some of the following symptoms, and that would be uh, you're having some bad mold mold exposure. Yep. Nosebleeds. Chronic cough, wheezing, uh, skin and eye irritation, vomiting, memory loss, pulmonary hemorrhaging in infants. Uh, it's been, uh, is there stuff with asthma? Yeah, I mean, those those things you just listed are like... Real bad. Uh, real bad. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's real, real bad. Oh, and death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot sure, to mention death. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're dead, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But uh, From my yeah. experience, the people that call me to say, like, I think I have mold or, or is this mold in my basement are like, um, I had a water leak there, or I, I know this is mold or uh, I generally don't feel good. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure that out. You know, so I do I do air sampling as well. Um, we can we can sample the air to see if there's mold spores that is elevated mold spores in the air, and that and that's what affects people. Um, basically, if you're sensitive to mold, you inhale the spores. Your body has an adverse reaction to it, and that's what makes you feel bad. Okay, so yeah, I guess what are those what are those top like problem areas mm-hmm. of the home? Basement number one. Okay. Attic number two. Yep. And then bathrooms, kitchens, after all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say just like um, as far as like people that call. So uh, I find a lot of mold in attic spaces. Um, It's it's it definitely needs to be taken care of. But if it it's not a it's on a lower priority than if I see it in a basement. I'll put it that way. Yeah. You know, because ideally air is going to be moving through the house to begin with and it's going to be moving up through your from your basement to your first floor second floor and then through your attic space and then ideally as long as everything is is insulated and and air sealed properly 
those spores should be going out. But they can, during seasonal fluctuations, come back down into into your living space. Okay. So it does absolutely need to be taken care of. But if I see mold, I see a, a bunch of mold in a basement, I'm like, that needs to be done yesterday. Yeah. Because your furnace kicks on, it's going to be distributing all that those spores throughout the house. Um, we use our basements for storage. Uh, people hang out in their basements now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's more of a, an, an impending issue to me. What tips do you have for people preventing um, moisture and mold? Mold is like fire. If you have moisture, oxygen, and a food source, so oxygen's everywhere, our houses are made of mold food, and then the moisture can come in from a whole bunch of different sources, you're going to get mold. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the fire triangle where it's like fuel source, oxygen, and heat, you're going to have fire. So mold is kind of the same way. The easiest thing to mitigate as far as a homeowner is concerned is the moisture. So if you, if we're talking about a basement, um, the easiest thing, dehumidifier. Yeah. Run it all the time. Mm-hmm. Second to that is going to be engineering out the water. You know, adding additional grading outside so that water's shedding away from the house, extending downspouts so the water that's coming off the roof is getting extended away from the foundation, like doing all those things to keep the water out of the basement. And then once the, the moisture, humidity gets into the basement, because it's going to happen, your dehumidifier is going to be taking up that, that slack. So, so keeping things dry is, is number one. For an attic space, it's all about the configuration of venting. So that's a little bit different, and each situation is going to be a little bit different as far as your type of roof, square footage um what you have up there already all that sort of thing yeah so i'd say yeah this is this is big here western york rochester area basements uh, it's it's almost like every single basement i've been into has been at least a little bit wet and -hmm. there's a difference between wet and you know damp right i've been into homes where there's like literally it's like it's like rivers are forming oh yeah i'm like watching this i'm like this house is insane. Oh yeah, it was real bad. Uh, and then there's other ones that you, you you see like coming down the walls of the bed, or like maybe there's some problems areas in the corner, um, stuff like that. It, it's a sliding scale of things. We have Justin's they got to talk to about as far as like this is um, this is going to be an insane thing you need to fix, or this is just like you need to put some dehumidifiers down here and this mm-hmm. will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what other, what else we want to talk about as far as mold goes? Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say. As far as, I mean, if this is something you're worried about as far as when you're buying a home, right? This is where Justin comes in. You're doing your home inspection. Justin tells you this is a problem area of mold or this mold is happening. Uh, being forming here, these, you know, give the people a chance, the sellers, to, to mitigate that and figure that situation out. Um, it's just something, if you're worried about it, make sure it's in the contract, right? Mm-hmm. And be, be prepared to walk away from a deal if, you know, you've got sellers that aren't taken seriously and don't do the fixes that you want. Um, tough to say in, in a seller's market like it is here in Rochester, but this is something that's uh, you know, a serious subject, stuff like that. I get questions sometimes about does homeowners insurance cover mold? For the most part, the answer is pretty much not really. Yeah. Um, 
if there are damages uh, due to the following, you're excluded, like flooding, water backup, poor maintenance, and humidity. For the most part, your homeowner's insurance is not going to cover this stuff. Um, like this is a, a, a quote from one insurance agent. If a leak occurs but goes unintended for an ex- extended period of time and mold begins to grow, it may not be covered. But if there's an example like an ice dam forming in the winter, water leaks into the attic for a short period of time, and mold begins to form because of the damage there, it, then it may be covered. But um, this is just something you're going to have to talk to the investigator, the, adjust, uh, the yeah. adjuster, it's, your insurance company. It's all situational. For the most part, your insurance company is not going to want to pay out stuff. Yep. And you think you know that if anybody's ever had insurance for anything. So just that's the answer to that question. Um, we talked about the problem areas. We talked about some tips to prevent it. Uh, what else people need to know about mold, Justin? It's not so. So usually, when I find mold, um, it, it's kind of a, a, a dirty word, and and like actually, I I just came from a property where I I got out of the attic. I'm like, yeah, there's a little bit of mold up there, and the agent cut me off real quick. She's like, ah, oh, it's a mold-like substance. Don't call it mold. I'm like, well, well, no, no, it, it is mold. I can call it mold because I have I have my license, and. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be such a scary thing. It, it, it is for a lot of people. But usually when people hear mold and they think about mold, the first question is, is it black mold? Mm-hmm. And, and that's also a, that's a misnomer because there's a lot of different molds that are black. The one that everyone thinks of that is a bad one, the toxic mold, the black mold, is a very specific strain. It's called Stachybotrys. Sacubotrys tartara, and that one is the one that produces mycotoxin that goes through the air, and that causes a lot of respiratory issues. So, Legally, Justin cannot say um, the name of that mold three times in a row, <laughs> or will summon yeah, Satan. You say it in the mirror in the dark three <laughs> you times. Can, you cannot do it. Demons will appear in your home. You turn into a piece of blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why people just you know put everything in the black mold category but yeah <laughs> no that, that's good to, that's good to uh to decipher the different ones there it's in and as uh as a mold assessor we don't care what kind it is it's mold it needs to get rid of mm-hmm. you know we, we got to take care of it um but it's i i try and put it in that lens to to people it's like it's very unlikely that it's stachybotrys um but we still have to get rid of it yeah but is it going to cause major neurological issues to you and your kids? Probably not. Sure. You know? So it's so to take some of the scariness out of it would be nice. But um I don't wanna I don't wanna um say it shouldn't be taken care of by any yeah. means, you know? Like it's not an automatic deal killer, right? You see some mold, you shouldn't be completely freaked out like, oh we gotta burn this house down. Everything can be fixed. Yeah. Everything can be fixed. Okay. Uh, and then for sellers, right? You're getting ready to uh, put your home on the market. You see some mold. Get it fixed. Repair any damage. Get it fixed. Any water intrusion, mold infestation. Document the repairs you did. Disclose everything. That's really what that is. You know, you can throw your house up on the market with it being molded, and you could be that guy, uh, and this is going to come back at you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I would say is if you think you have mold, don't call a remediation company. 
even though that's probably the first is if you do a if you do a quick search of of your city mm-hmm. uh, and and you go mold, you're going to get all the contractors that get rid of the mold. Yeah. But depending on where you live, especially if you live in New York, you want to contact a mold assessor first because they're going to be the ones that say, um, "No, you can take care of this yourself." Or no, we got to call a contractor. Yeah, because those are the people that have been put in place to kind of protect you. Yeah, right. You know, if you call somebody that's their whole job is taking care of something, they're going to say, they're "Yeah, gonna we need to take you. care of this." Absolutely. So yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, call Justin first. He'll tell you if you got a real big issue. Um, what else we need to know about mold, Justin? Oh. We talked about the different types, mm-hmm. talked about where we can find it. Um, maybe if you do if you do have some in your house, um, as far as if it's if it's less than ten square feet, you know that ten New York State differentiates the ten square foot. If it's less than ten square feet, then the homeowner should be able to take care of it. If it's more than ten square feet, then that falls under the scope of a professional. So if it's less, uh, there's lots of products out there that you can use to clean those affected areas, keep everything dry. That's going to be the best way to kind of protect yourself, I'll say. I think we talked about this before at some point. Maybe it wasn't on the podcast, but it was like that 10 square feet rule. Mm-hmm. It's not like one section, 10 square feet. Yeah. It's like in total, add it's, it all together. It can be interpreted yeah. in a couple of different ways. Okay. So like if you um, – and they and they left it vague in there uh, kind of on purpose – to say like your assessor can make that judgment call. So like if I see if I see an area that if I took a tape measure and, and measured out, oh, oh, this way, that way, that way, okay, that's 10 square feet. There, this spot of mold is 10 square feet. Well, that, that meets the scope. But what about an area that has like, like a, we'll call it a square foot here, a square foot there, two square feet over here, if I can, if I can add all that up to ten square feet, it can be interpreted such that it also meets the scale of a of a professional remediation project. So, it can go both ways. It is up to your assessor to kind of make that judgment call. What does it look like for, let's say, you, you run into a mold issue where you're like, this is something you could take care of? What does that mean for somebody? Um, as far as like what to do, yeah, um, you there's lots of products. Uh, rapid mold remover, mold armor, you know, that's all sold at, at Home Depot Lowe's. Don't, don't do the, don't, don't hit it with bleach. Don't just pour bleach on it. It doesn't, doesn't work. Um, or vinegar. People are like, oh yeah, vinegar. And, uh, oh man, it's yeah. Like, uh, the white vinegar. The white vinegar. That is everywhere for everything. Everything. White vinegar fix is everything. Everything. I, I, when we first had our son, I made sure that they bathed him in white vinegar just to make sure <laughs> yeah. that he was nice and clean. Uh, it's really every every home like DIY project thing I've ever seen. It's always like it's just stick white vinegar just, into it. Just hit, you got a plumbing issue? Stick some white vinegar into it. White vinegar, put some baking soda down there and make a nice, you know. Yep. Roof leak, white vinegar. White vinegar. Furnace, you know, issues, white vinegar. Yep. It's like, I know. But but that's, that's a common issues, thing. issues, put a little white vinegar. Here with some vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. Yeah. It's really common. I, I see that a lot. And the if you look at the ingredients in the, um, the mold removal stuff, a lot of it has, it's chlorine-based. But the, but the difference is it has in it an agent that, that 
holds that um, that disinfectant on the material for longer. So, like if you spray chlor, if you spray bleach on on whatever is has mold on it, the chlorine that's in the bleach will evaporate off very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then because because bleach is like ninety percent water, ten percent chlorine, whatever. And um, the water that's left over is just going to feed whatever you didn't kill. So it, when you spray the, the material that's, that's meant for it, it has in it an agent that, that keeps, it keeps it wetter for longer. And that stuff will, will keep working even after it dries up too. Gotcha. So it, uh, it's specifically formulated to get rid of the structure of the mold. And um, yeah, definitely it can be done by, by a homeowner. But, but there is, it's a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. There, we can go from a little bit to ooh, a lot, a lot. I've seen it all. So for sure, yeah. There's another reason why you know home inspections super important during your buying process. Having somebody you can rely on, like Justin, to, to tell you these issues, really important. You know, and um, you know, as real estate agent, right? I, you know, we recognize that it's still an insane seller's market. People are, um, you know waving the home inspection stuff, but there's, you know, there's ways to get Justin in, into houses with you to do walkthroughs with you. And, um, there's different options for you as well. Uh, so you don't feel like you are missing out on this type of stuff as, as a buyer and you feel like you're, uh, you know, might be getting into a home that's, uh, not great, uh, especially with this mold stuff. So Justin, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, that's been the house school podcast. If you have any questions for us, any topics you think you uh, you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear about them. You can go to the All County Home Inspections website or uh, anthonybuterateam.com, and you can find our contact info there. Um, also, you know, all, our whole library is free. So if this is the first one you're listening to, go back and listen to it. We've talked about heating. We've talked about attics, basements, all that good stuff. A little bit about of everything. Your home. And uh, we'll be doing it again soon. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you later. See you, Justin. Bye-bye.